This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Breakfast on a Tuesday morning. It is exactly quarter to eight, and we're in the month of November, or as we like to call it, Movember. Movember is really just an annual event which uh, involves the growing of moustaches, which I don't do very well. Anyway, during the month of November, it's all about raising awareness of men's health issues such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and even men's suicide. The real goal, actually, of Movember is to change the face of men's health. Now, we'll use any reason to connect with people that uh, have a powerful story and can help to guide us, help us to learn, better understand ourselves, our bodies, our minds, and today on the line, we're joined by Jeff Cullis. He's a born and bred Cape Tonian. His name synonymous with the printing industry here in the Cape. Uh, Jeff's a serial entrepreneur, and over a period of the last 37 years, Jeff has been the main driver in the startup and running of uh, about 30 different entities. More than this, Jeff is a prostate cancer survivor, and he's also very passionate about telling his story and helping to educate and support men and their women in this difficult journey. Jeff, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, good morning, Brad. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, good morning to you guys, and thanks very much for, for having me, and good morning to your listeners. Yeah, Jeff, before we hear about your story, uh, it, would it be fair to say that most of us men aren't really clued up or educated enough about our bodies and about the things of our bodies, and maybe even how to best understand and take care of them? Yeah, Brad, um, sadly, that, that statement you just made now is actually true. Um, you know, despite the massive effort being you know, presented by the likes of the Prostate Cancer Foundation of South Africa, amongst others, and you know, other awareness campaigns that are running, there's things such as the Suit Up September, which we all take part in, you know, this current month, as you mentioned, now, November. Mm. And of course, the Daredevil Run, where guys run around in um, in purple speedos, you know, to just <laughs> try and create awareness mm. and, and make people aware of what's going on. So, you know, and the guys actually don't know. And as I've been going along, Brad, I must tell you, I've come across so many men that are completely oblivious to the condition. They don't even know what the prostate is. They don't know where it is in the body, what the purpose is, and so forth. And they don't go for screening. And if they do go for screening, they don't actually understand what PSA is and what the score should be. Very sad. And there isn't really too much they can do about it, to be honest. Um, it is a kind of a hereditary disease in many ways. Yeah. But of course, a, a healthy lifestyle goes a long way to sort of um, keeping you on, on the right side, you know. So things such as managing your weight, regular exercise, cutting back on red meat, things like that, alcohol, so forth, you know. Cancer tends to thrive in a acidic environment. So best to sort of um, alkalize your body if you can. Mm. And you do that by, by you know, consuming a lot of uh, green uh, vegetables and cutting back on sugar, things like that. But yeah, you're quite right in saying guys don't actually know. Yeah, that's some good stuff. We'll share more in a moment. So uh, you mentioned people don't even, or men don't even know, and I think truth would be for women too. Like, what is the prostate? What does it do? Uh, give us give us a bit of background on that. Okay, yeah. So the, the, the prostate actually is just a small gland in the in the male body, obviously. Um, it's about the size of a walnut or a ping pong ball. And it sits sort of at the base of the bladder, mm-hmm. and the urethra passes directly through it. So just in the groin area, sort of above the, the, the top of the penis type of thing. Mm. And uh, it actually has a dual function, the prostate. Firstly and foremost, it is actually the male reproductive system, okay? So that it actually produces the fluid, uh-huh. which actually carries the sperm, okay? It doesn't produce sperm, it carries the sperm. Sperm obviously produced in the, in the testes. So that's its main function. 
And secondly, it's a sort of a, a mechanical switch, if you will. Uh, it's a kind of a muscle which actually will actually uh, um, switch between urination and ejaculation. Obviously, those are two different functions on the body and, and they must operate independently. Mm -hmm. So that's its main function. So one needs a prostate for, for reproduction, but um, it, failing reproduction or without, uh, you know, a post-reproduction, mm -hmm. it's not really a, 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 a essential gland. It can be removed. Okay, so we know, and I mentioned that in, in the intro, that you are a prostate cancer survivor, and we really want to hear your story. We don't have heaps of time this morning, so we just want to really get to, to your story and how it all connects with the stuff you've already shared. Yeah, okay, Brad, yeah, so 100% right. Uh, um, I must just emphasize, though, that, that the, the importance of an annual visit you know, to, your, to your physician is critical. Do not overlook those annual visits. If you can, ideally a full medical, if you know it's expensive, I know, but that's what you need to do. And I skipped one or two in my sort of journey. And, you know, I always felt that my my symptoms, I had no symptoms rather, and um, I was healthy, you know, I'm, I'm not overweight, I don't smoke, and I exercise and I avoid sort of, you know, spirits and things like that, I'll drink some wine. Mm. So I sort of skipped here and there, not recommended. And then when I eventually did go for a, a checkup, and this is about 2020 now, my last one, well, I go every year since then, the doctor was happy. Actually, I had my, my test done, you know, I ran the treadmill, did everything I needed to do. Uh, of course, they do the, the dreaded digital uh, exam, yeah. which most men avoid or are scared of. True that. Actually, nothing that much. And incidentally, it came up as, as normal oh. for my checkup. And um, then, of course, the doctor sends you for your, for your usual blood tests, for diabetes, cholesterol, and so forth. And one of the tests is PSA. Now, I've been having tests for PSA for a number of years, but not knowing what it actually was. You know, the doctor ticks off you know, your sheet, you go for your test, and you're nothing further. And then only, you know, about, say, two weeks after that, I got a call back from him saying everything was fine, except my PSA was a bit high. And, you know, I said, well, what's high? And they said, well, it's, it's 6.2. To me, that sounded quite low. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it should actually be... For someone under the age of, say, 60, it should be about 2.5 or below. Oh, wow, okay. So I really emphasize one needs to do this. So I had the test, and obviously the next step was to go see a urologist. Urologist recommends an MRI, which is kind of a guided sort of uh, um, biopsy, you know. And then once they picked up there was something there, then you actually go for the actual biopsy where they actually insert core needles mm. into the prostate and, and, and then check. And I happened to be about 44% infected at the time. So with no symptoms whatsoever, uh, I can assure you, Brad, there's people listening on the station right now that probably have prostate cancer and they don't know. Mm. That's a sad thing. Yeah. So you get to a point, just for those guys that are listening, um, apart from the fact that it's uncomfortable, it's essential. So we've got to go. At what age uh, do you, would you say, from your experience, from your research, and, and we know there's something you're really passionate about uh, with the foundation and all of that that you're a part of, um, this is something that you're really passionate about, not just your own experience, but guiding and helping men through their own experiences. Uh, at what age should you be going to get tested? So they recommend, uh, and it's strange actually, this, this disease actually discriminates. So it's actually more prevalent amongst black folk. Mm -hmm. um, and they recommend it to Africa from age 40 years onwards. Yeah, any black male should be tested and 45 for sort of Caucasian males. Yes. Um, it's very prevalent amongst the, in the sort of Caribbean countries and things like that. That's probably the highest. Um, so, yeah, from those ages onwards, one should actually go and have the test, you know, um, once a year mm. um, and, and just get that reading. And then, you know, one can make a decision based on, on, on what your score is. So tell us about your treatment. So you were diagnosed and they said, yes, there's something there. And then what happened? 
Yeah, so you know when you get that diagnosis, it's it's quite shocking, and then um, then you present with all the options. And my urologist, I must say, was very frank and, and, and very open, and he discussed all the various treatments, and there's a number of them. Um, and obviously, we haven't got enough time to actually even cover a fraction of that. But but active surveillance is one of them, and that is just sort of simply uh, monitoring it without any sort of medical intervention, but just on a very regular basis. And they normally do that for if you're if you're just slightly elevated or if you're a much older person, they'll do active surveillance. Then there's things such as brachytherapy, which is a radiation therapy where they insert radiated uh, seeds into the uh, into the prostate, and wow. that sort of kills the cancer cells. Okay, so that's another another version. And then there's things such as radiation, ADT, cyber knife, chemotherapy if your cancer has is metastatic. You know, it's actually moved from the prostate. Which is not great, and then of course it's the the one which I went for, which is called RP or radical prostatectomy, which is the full removal of the prostate. You know, I decided, uh, you know, I chatted with my wife, and we decided that I'm going to go completely out. Now the jury's not out on that one as to what's the best option. I can tell there's lots of debate mm. for and against sort of the removing of the prostate, but um, uh, yeah, no, my wife and I we decided, you know, we discussed it and said, you know, we just want the cancer out. I was 56 years old yeah. at the time. And I have adult children, so you know that wasn't the issue. Family planning, and we obviously discussed the possible consequences and uh, um, you know side effects of of the of the RP. But getting rid of cancer trumped all of that, so we just went for that option. So where are you now in your journey, Jeff? Uh, Brad, I'm now basically about 18 months post uh, uh, radical prostatectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, my PSA levels currently, you know, I go regularly. They are still well within the acceptable parameters. Okay. Um, I, it has ticked up slightly over the, the last few checks. It kind of fluctuates a bit, but it's still within the sort of parameters. And what I do is I just monitor it every three months. They recommend every six months. I go every uh, every three months. And Brad, praise God, for now I'm declared cancer-free and uh, wow. I'm a cancer survivor. It just ends. Yeah, and the thing is, you're also very passionate about educating others. Uh, how are you helping other men? Apart from we can hear you're very eloquent and you understand the processes and the options, you're clearly very well read on this. Uh, so uh, you're very passionate about helping other men. So tell us more about that process. Yes, uh, Brad. So, you know, I tell you, when I literally, the, the minute I opened my eyes after the operation, I realized I had to share my story. I had to tell people about this, about the journey that I just, you know, I, I, I went through a massive um, learning curve uh, from the date I was I was diagnosed until they had the operation. And I just felt that so many people don't know it and I've got to share that information. So what I do is I generally try, try my best to to swing the conversation whenever I have someone, I, I turn it to men's health mm-hmm. and uh, and I share with them, you know. So I made contact with the, the foundation and I chatted with the CEO, Andrew Oberholz, who was doing great work there. And I created an app, which I actually I shared with all the management of, of the foundation. They each got one. And I got my own one, which I share to anyone who's willing to listen or or interested or you know, in the same situation. And I'll share it with them. And and I must just say, Brad, I am more than happy to share with anyone that's listening here directly, one-on-one, face-to-face if need be. And often it's a woman, I must say. It's, it's mm. often the women that on the support groups that actually seem to take a, a, a more interest or they not they don't hold back i guess you know yes. i mean they, after all they have sons brothers 
fathers and husbands. So, you know, they, they have a vested interest in the, in the whole situation. So I'm happy to share. It's, it's part of what I do. And it's all about awareness, early detection, and education. Those are the three key things, awareness, early detection, and then education. As we close, Jeff, do you want to share some details of how people can get in touch with you if they want to have that conversation? I know many people's ears peaked when you said app because <laughs> we love our app. So can you give us some info there? Yes, yeah, sure. So they can contact me. I'll give them a cell number. It's, it's 83 707-1536 or they can pop me an email at jeff at finelineprint.co.za that's jeff with a j J j-e-f-f at finelineprint.co.za and then I will forward the app to them and then there's a lot of information there all the different options there's even a video of the of the radical prostatectomy exactly how they do it uh, and it's it's actually very non-invasive, I must say. And um, I literally walked out of the, the hospital oh. the next day with my bag in hand mm-hmm. during COVID. I walked out of the hospital. And um, it's, I was, you know, it's, it's amazing. The recovery period is much quicker than if you have open surgery. Yes. So it's really great way. Jeff, thanks. That's all we've got time for this morning. A powerful story. Thanks for sharing it. We love your enthusiasm to help others. And that's really what it's about. Not making it just about Absolutely. yourself, but to making it about how you can help others that are in the same situation as you have been. That's the voice of uh, Jeffrey Cullis. He's an entrepreneur, cancer survivor. And thanks so much for your time this morning, uh, Jeff. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.